And it's funny how I imagined that I would be that person now. But it does not seem to have happened. Maybe I've just forgotten how to see that I'm not exactly the person that I thought I'd be. So, uh, Lily it was, yeah? Who wants to know? Uh, me, because you're auditioning for this voice role, and... I'm gonna set the stage for you really quick, and you can just do, like, a a, a quick back-and-prof, or back-and-forth improv with me, alright? Uh, alright, I'm ready. I didn't, I mean, I didn't put Lily, I put, I just put the ghost... Uh, on my application, I don't know where you got my legal name, but we, uh, we have to run background checks on everyone. It's it's just kind of like a safety thing nowadays. Okay, and it would just be nice if you could like like strictly just like call me like the ghost. It, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I can do that. So, okay. um, is it Miss Ghost or the Ghost? Just the Ghost. Okay, so yeah, the Ghost. Um, your your perspective role for this is. You are running a podcast with um with one okay. of your friends who I will be playing, and uh, hold on, what's what's a podcast? A podcast? is that like is that like when you like cast like a fishing line from like a like a cockpit? <laughs> it's very clever, but uh, no, it's it's almost like an internet radio show, in which uh, okay both parties just bring ideas to the table and uh talk about them back and forth for roundabouts an hour is that but, what this um, prop table is here for yes yes and those, okay it's okay. it's mostly to help set the mood and uh really just get you in the uh in the gear train of doing it you know okay i mean it's just a it's just a table i don't know like yeah. anyway go go ahead with your thing i'm 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 ready i'm i'm zoned okay so uh, your motivation is that you are going to be okay. talking about uh, Magic the Gathering, which is a very popular card game. You're going to be talking about okay. Sonic the Hedgehog, which is really big right now. All right, and all right. Uh, anything else that could probably come up tangentially associated with that. And uh, your general mood is happiness. So whenever you're ready, you can, you can start. All and right. I'll all just right. play along. All right. So I got I to... Gotta... I gotta center myself. Mm-hmm. All right, I gotta focus. Gotta be like, take as much time as you need. Does does this podcast have a name, or do can I come up with it? Or I'll let you come up with the name. That's let me come up with. It? Okay, yeah, that's completely fine. All right, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Talk about it. Talk about a hedgehog. Some kind of animal. Yes. All right. Funny little uh, blue hedgehog. He goes very fast. Goes very fast. Mm-hmm. Okay taking a mental note i gotta i gotta tune into my inner hedgehog all right welcome to rated f for forestry hey there ladies and gentlemen i'm host this is a podcast and not a radio show but it's like a radio show on the internet and we are gonna talk about animals what kinds of animals are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about hedgehogs uh, that are blue and that are, we are that are really fast. 
Oh, are they fast? They leave little blue streaks running down that highway, don't they? Yeah, they might even call them blurs that are blue. Like, 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 kind of like blue blurs. I enjoy the alliteration on that. Thank you. You know, you could make a video game about that. Hmm. I'm not sure that's really hip with the kids these days. Kids aren't into video games anymore? I don't know. I'm, I'm like 30. Anyway, I'm, I'm your host, Frankie the Fritz. Uh, and I'm Fran. Jimmy the Button. It, you cut me off, alright? Do not cut, cut me off again. <laughs> I am Frankie the Fritz Ferdinand. Now, you can do your intro. I'm Jimmy the Button, because I'm as cute as a button. You're, you can't keep pushing that. That's not going to catch on. I'm pretty cute. All right. Look. All right. Hi, Frankie. You're, you're, pretty, you're pretty cute. Okay. You. But like, that, that's, I don't think that's a good thing to base your sort of personality on. You know, just how you look. Yeah, you I know. suppose you're right. It's kind of ridiculous. When it comes down to it, basing yourself entirely on looks is rather shallow and leaves you with not much else yeah you gotta you gotta be your own person you know there's more to a person than just what you're looking at yeah we are more than uh than our body that is that is quite true anyway card games teenagers like these right oh yeah they love them they've totally thrown out all of their gaming consoles in favor for tiny bits of paper at astronomical prices absolutely phenomenal the amount of money they're willing to spend on these tiny flimsy pieces of paper they got these funny little pictures on them with these funny little words and some of the some of the pictures they have uh birds uh some of them have uh, uh, rats. Is that Is right? That... We got yeah, rats. I um, think some of them have rats. Just keep right. going with it. We'll, we'll roll yeah, it. Yeah, just edit, edit that out. Some of, the, <clears throat> some of them got rats. Uh, uh, yes, they do. You know how they rats. love those funky little rats. You just, you just cut me off again. Oh, God. All right, I all right. How much more, how much more material do you need here? I think that's that's a pretty good elevator pitch on uh, on what we're going for. You're really bringing a. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <sighs> Where am I? You're in the studio. What do you mean? Hey. Oh, hi. Hey, Emily. You kind of like blacked out a bit. We were we were in the middle of recording. It's been like eight minutes. And you were just sitting there looking at me. Yeah, I mean. I tried snapping in front of your face a bit, but you just didn't respond. You were just kind of staring in open space. Was I doing anything? Was I, like, convulsing, or...? No, you were just... You had, like, a thousand-yard stare, and... I think, like, at one point you said, uh... You said... Frankie? Frankie... Frankie. Frankie. What does that remind me of? That's... that. There's a bell that's ringing in my head somewhere. Like I don't know, like but... like someone I like someone I know but never met. Hmm. You know what I mean? Weird. Anyway, let's do the episode. 
Yeah, sure. So, welcome to Rated E for Estrogen. Mm. I'm one of your hosts, uh, and I'm joined by my co-host. We both have names, and one of them is Lily, and one of them is Emily, and... (laughs) Is that our new sign-on? I think it is. (laughs) Have you finally gotten tired of me refusing to say my own name? You'll never say it, and I don't want to say it for you. So I'm just going to make it a fun little guessing game for our listeners. Uh-huh. So, it's a game of uh, putting the square peg in the square hole. <laughs> Can you figure out where these two pegs go in their respective holes? They're both shaped like squares, and <laughs> they're both square pegs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, would that mean we're into pegging? Are you? I'm 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 gonna pose this question to our listeners. Alright. Is Lily into pegging? Am I into pegging? I'll let you decide. You know? You really shouldn't let our viewers decide anything <laughs> no, for I'll, us. No, no, no. Especially when it has to do with our sex life. I'll I'll let them decide. Look, I have a vagina now, so I can actually do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean you could also get one of those uh dildies that just hangs off the dang. Get get so a you could have two dicks. Oh, that's true. That's kind of hot. Yeah, you ever been double dick? No. Yeah, me either. So today's episode, we're just we're just we're just gonna gonna kinda kinda we're just kinda gonna <laughs> gonna kinda is. Are you sure you're okay? Gonna kind listen listen to me. All right, gonna kinda is my is my South Indian Bollywood rapper persona okay yeah so don't even don't even like tread on me okay don't step on me Please no step. unless you're you must be at least this tall to step on me is that height above five two it's no well i mean it is it is the number is not five two the number is more like six foot i think or maybe like five ten i would say five ten I can't step on you. You gotta be taller than me, and I think you have to be, like, at least two inches taller than me. What if I wear heels? Does that count? Um, you see, the issue with that is I don't want you stepping on me with the heels. So it's like, you would be taller than me for a point in time. By the way, you would need to wear, like, nine-inch heels. If you think I can't rock nine-inch heels, you're wrong. You're basically using stilts at that point. Yeah, I've used stilts before. Really? Yeah. When? Did I was in a fucking circus for a while. True. What was your what was your um your act? I was mime for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a name? No, no ma uh no names. I was just part of a group of mimes. There were around five or six of us and we all just didn't act together. So we were all introduced together. Oh, okay. What was your group name? What was it named? Uh Gosh, I don't remember. It was back when I was in middle school, so... You were a mime in middle school? Yeah. Was it like a traveling circus, or...? No, stationary. Oh, okay. Huh. Was it just, like, based near where you live? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you, like, make any money off of it, or...? Uh, very minimal. It was more for the, uh, the panache of it. It was just fun to do. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So did you have like a... Funny thing is, I'm not actually lying about that. I was a mime for a while. What? I was. 
in middle school? Like, that's not a lie. Yeah. What? You have to tell me more. What's there to tell? How did you you get into it? Well, there were auditions for being a mime. And I was like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Auditions where? Huh? Auditions where? In school. They had a mime audition at your school? Yeah. In the gymnasium, they were like, hey, anyone want to be a mime? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll be a mime. Couldn't you just be a mime? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like, what does the audition get you into? The group of mimes. (laughs) And you do... You perform? Yes. I feel like there's so much more to this, and I want to know more. What do you mean? There's no... I don't know. Like, what... Ask more questions, and you will receive more answers. Did you dress up? Yes. Like, did you paint your face? Yeah, as a mime. What... Have you ever told me this? Yes, on several occasions, and you never believe me. You're kidding. No, I'm not! I still don't believe you. I'm legitimately not kidding you. I was a mime. You've been been pulling some some antics on me lately, alright? I have never lied to you. That is not true. That's a lie, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't believe you. So wait, wait, wait. What? I don't what know. Is ha- what is giving you the hang-up? <laughs> what? I don't know. I just... You don't believe that I can do mind tricks? You don't believe that there's a wall in front of me, but it's invisible? Huh? Am I too talkative to be a mime? Huh? What is the hang-up? I could never believe that there would be an invisible wall in front of you. Oh, yeah? You think you Look can... Look at me pull- knocking on it right now. There's force. There's force to my knocks. Oh, my God. It's but the like, wall is still there. Yeah. I cannot push past it. There's there's an implication of, like, carried and stopped inertia when you interact with this. It's fascinating. But watch. If I take a brick out of the wall and stretch my hands like so, it turns into a rope. <gasps> How did you and do that? And I can that? suspend this rope in air and tug on it with all of my force, and yet it will not budge. How did you do that? That... Well, that... That's not, that's not, that's not m- m- mimery? It is. Is mimery the right word? Uh, I suppose. That's I don't m- know the proper word for it. That's just witchcraft. You're an illusionist at that point. <laughs> Oppressed a digitator, if you will. To, okay, how about this? Conjure up an invisible girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> now what? I don't know. Live a happy and long life together. Guess I'll do that. <laughs> it's the ultimate mime act, I guess. Isn't it? Yeah, creating life. <laughs> yeah. If a mime were to create something out of nothing, why couldn't he create a universe? Whoa. The Invisible World, coming 2019 to <laughs> Netflix. It's a shame. He could craft an entire world, but he couldn't craft himself. <laughs> With all of his limitless creative knowledge, he could not create a meaningful existence for himself. Uh, So coming to theaters, uh, 2020, The Invisible World. uh, But yeah, basically what I'm saying is, I was the Pegliacci of mimes. Alright, alright. I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna trust you. He was a clown. So you're the... You're the... He was a quintessential sad clown, Pegliacci was. Okay. Do you have photos of this? Pegliacci? No, 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 of yourself. 
No. I hated getting my t- uh, picture taken in middle school. That's fair. I still don't believe you. I mean, that's fine if you don't believe me, but it is true. <laughs> I'm gonna strangle you. Anyway, uh, speaking... Do, what else do you want me to say about the topic? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like... I, I want you to convince me, but I feel like no matter what you tell me, I'm not gonna believe you. Unless you, like, show me a video or a photo, but you don't have any, which is, like, plausibly, plausibly true, like, it makes sense, but... I don't even have any fucking yearbooks from when I was in middle school. Yeah, neither do I. Anyway, speaking of movies, uh, Mm -hmm. the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer dropped today, or yesterday, since... Oh, yeah. Dropped yesterday, if you're listening to this when we publish it. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I watched it, and it is all right. I'll I'll start with the good. I'll start with the good. So, good news is that Sonic isn't as tall as I thought they were going to make him. I thought the they bad were... news is he's not hedgehog size. <laughs> 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 Could you fucking imagine that movie if he was the size of an actual hedgehog? He was like seven inches high. Oh man. Oh, that'd be so cute that'd be amazing you know um but he something that tiny breaking the sound barrier is fucking hilarious yeah i was fully expecting him to be like a grown just human man like five foot eight yeah just (laughs) yeah just standing eye to eye with some people and just like uh this is really uncomfortable <laughs> it's just when when i looked at the movie poster initially and when he there was like one of them where he was like sitting on the golden gate bridge yeah 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 and the kind of way they framed that it made me assume that he was like five foot eight the size of a full grown man yeah and with like the detail and his like musculature and you could see his like calves and his biceps you could see like the hints of his gooch it was weird yeah so when they go into like that detail when he has these like overtly human characteristics i can only think like okay he's also human in stature Mm -hmm. but no he's like two feet tall i think like maybe like he's fucking tiny probably like two and a half feet tall actually yeah he's like the size of a really fast toddler (laughs) yeah just think of think of the fastest toddler you've ever met (laughs) and then give him rocket boots and then give him (laughs) give him wow what what is what's the the the, imagine a toddler in an iron man suit what's the flash (laughs) what's the flash's like speed force speed force yeah give (laughs) give your like niece speed force (laughs) make your niece into a speedster (laughs) yeah Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Sonic is basically a child. We're basically just recreating the Incredibles. Oh, no! Why didn't you let us get there, at least? <laughs> oh, man. At least let us get there. <laughs> I stopped us, like, a third of the way through the fucking journey, and yeah. I'm like, wait, <laughs> we don't have any money to go to Disney World. <laughs> Oh, I hate how right you are. So, he's like two and a half feet tall. It's basically a Detective Pikachu situation where he's like furry, fuzzy, 
and way too uncanny valley way really really creepy and they they separated his eyes because hmm. because normally in the sonic games his his like his like not pupils what what are the whites of the eyes called i forget uh sclera is that what that's called yeah they like they connect it's like it's like his eyes are just one big pair of goggles mm-hmm. normally and that just has the two pupils personally I think, like, in the video games, they are goggles. And if he takes them off, it would just be, like, the the tiny green cartoonish eyes. And the white is actually the color of the goggles. <laughs> like That's my theory. I mean, you can you can have your theories. I just feel like when, when you design a non-human character that is not really based in any sort of, like, realism... I don't mm-hmm. think it's right to try to apply, like, plain logic to their design. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of defeats, like, the purpose. If anything, trying to make a cartoon character seem more real, you should not make them more lifelike. Right. You should go the Roger Rabbit version. Yes. In which you suspend them in the scene, like, add, add lighting so that they appear in the scene but retain their cartoonishness. Exactly. Exactly, Robert Rajit, Rod, sorry, Roger Rabbit is a very. You're good... really having a tough time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just flipping two around every once in a while. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, Are you just... okay? Do you need like a drink or something? No, I'm just getting a little ahead of myself. Is all. I'm good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think Roger Rabbit is a really good example of that because they have just flat out Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And you're thinking of Space Jam. <laughs> No. <laughs> they were not in that No, movie. I'm thinking of Looney Tunes. Back in action. No, oh, they yeah. were Is also... That the one with Ben no, Stiller? No, they... No, not Ben Stiller. They were also in um, Roger Rabbit. They had the... Ex- I remember because they were... Legally, they had to have the exact same amount of screen time. What? Didn't they? And they were, they were like skydiving. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm right. Look, 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 look. Oh, so you're right. I thought you were talking about, like, them in the main span of the movie, like, as, like, main characters, and I thought you were talking about that one fucking Looney Tunes movie. No, they're mostly, they're mostly cameos in Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But they're in it for, like, yeah, at least 30 seconds. Yeah. Regardless. Anyway. <laughs> Regardless. Um, yeah, I think it would be, I think it would be much better if they just if they have to do it and if they have to like put him in the real world and like do that gimmick i think retaining the the exact design and you you sort of just make these 3d models you know akin to you know pokken tournament or mm-hmm. you know uh, pokemon gale of darkness and coliseum and you just put them in the real world, and then you, like you said, you put lighting filters on them, and, yeah. you know, people just interact with them. Yeah. I think I'd be fine like, with that. Like, making making something overtly realistic so that it falls into that uncanny valley actually takes you more out of the movie than yeah. having a less realistic uh, character would. Yeah, I think it... I think it does really subtract from, like, any degree of believability or immersion that it could have. Because mm-hmm. you just get... It just gets too obsessed with the idea of, like, 
making them look real that and herein lies our problem with the lion king remake yeah that it fought exactly that it falls short of being able to like convey the actual like content emotions or mood of the scene right like because it's too focused and obsessed with like its weird gimmicky design yeah we made this amazing model that has individual hair physics and shit but we don't know how to fucking move its face without making it break. So. Yeah, yeah. So we can't move its face. <laughs> exactly. So it just has to look boring and flat the entire time. Exactly. Sorry. Lion King is another is another really good example of that. Mm. Um, it's, it's a big problem with uh, 3D animated movies nowadays. Yeah, we're kind of getting them all in a really bizarre kind of burst with Detective Pikachu, Lion King, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah yeah have we gotten any other can we agree that video game movies are never good they're always bad the only exception i'm willing to make is the original mortal kombat movie because it was cheesy (laughs) yeah it was cheesy and enjoyable yeah yeah i think we should do an episode on video game movies and like that would be really good it would just be an hour of me fucking dunking on uve bowl because he's a dipshit but it sounds like fun yeah I love dunking on Uwe Boll. I would have to go and watch, like, the Doom movie, some of the Mortal oh, Kombat God. <laughs> Doom movie's so bad. I saw, I saw in full, I saw the, uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie. The, re- the recent, the recent one from, like, The one with six, the really bad wigs? Like, six years ago? No, the one where it's not really based on Dragon Ball Z. They just put it in the title. Oh, is it all like Western actors? Yeah, and shit? yeah, yeah, yeah. I one. forget what it's called, but I'll I can find it later. Uh, God, that was really funny. I saw Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia was actually I really like that one. That one I don't think would be that bad. Have you seen it? No, I actually enjoyed it because <laughs> they didn't like they didn't try to reimagine it or like do their own thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they operated within the like the rules of the of the game so to give speak. you a chance to dunk on the fucking world of warcraft movie that's just like a billion dollars worth of cg barf yeah i believe gwen saw that so i'd have to ask her about it yeah <laughs> um just like yell from your room be like hey gwen as far as i know it's pretty true to the story yeah which is good if warcraft had a really interesting story <laughs> but it doesn't the, it's what, just it's, season after season of them throwing a different thing at you and being like, hey, pay 60 bucks for this this month. It's just the issue is, as far as I'm aware, the issue is they only they focused on, I believe, what was called the Second War, which was in mm-hmm. Warcraft 2, which is like one of the more boring parts of the Warcraft lore. Everybody knows Warcraft 3, the Frozen Throne is the best that, one. That's totally correct. You are very valid in that. It's where Dota started, of course, is the best. <laughs> You're telling me Dota's good? Better than Warcraft. I don't know if I can attest to that. I mean, I, it's I just I haven't Warcraft. played Warcraft, so I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. So, another thing that happened to me recently is I went to a Two-Headed Giant event, pre-release event, at my local card shop for the new Magic the Gathering set. Is that two people, one deck? Two people... 
two decks, uh, oh. but you share life totals. Oh. You okay. start at 30 health, and you function as a team. You take your turn together. You do hmm. combat together. You can block so for you each can, other. Uh, you can drop two mana and do, like, individual turns like that? What do you mean? So, like, if, if you are both taking your turn together, yeah. it does... Does it still impose, like, the one mana per turn rule, or do you both get to drop a mana per turn? Oh, you mean lands? Oh. Yeah. Um, so you so the only things you share are combat steps and mm-hmm. life total. Okay, so everything else is, like... You still draw your own cards. Singular, but can join. Yeah, you still draw your own cards, you still play your own spells, you can't cast each other's spells. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Except in, in Battle Bond, they introduced this mechanic called Assist. So Battle Bond is an exclusively 2v2 set. Yeah. And they have this mechanic called Assist, where uh, uh, any other player could help you pay for the cost of that spell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, for example, there's a three mana spell that has Assist on it. That just says uh, two players each draw one card. Hmm. So so it's kind of like convoke but for multiple people. <laughs> it's like you're convoking another player. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That's it's weird. cool. It's cool. I like assist a lot. Yeah. So so in but in two at a giant that I did with the new set War of the Spark, it introduced a really a really a lot of really unique synergy because spark is fucking crazy yeah because the there are three main mechanics slash features um i suppose of the set which are proliferate planeswalkers and mass where proliferate you if a card proliferates it you allows you to choose any number of counters like 1-1 one, one counters or loyalty counters or charge counters, etc. on permanence, and you put another one on there of that kind. Mm-hmm. Planeswalkers, uh, if you don't already know what they are, they are static cards on the field that are like special characters, and they have a bunch of unique abilities, and they have their own sort of life totals. They're basically the main characters of magic. Yeah, more or less. They they often carry a lot of the plot and a mass is a mechanic where you create a zombie token uh and you amass your army so to speak you put additional counters on it uh growing its size Mm -hmm. proliferate works with both of these very well because you can choose and you can choose any counters on any permanence whether or not you control them Mm -hmm. so Gwen, Gwen and I go to this event, and we we get our get our boxes, our sealed boxes. They each have six packs in them. And oh, it was a sealed draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. Yeah, 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 sealed draft. I love sealed drafts. So we each get six packs, and we each get like we get shredded. You know, we go to the gym, we get six packs. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the gas station, we buy some six packs. Mm-hmm. And then... And then you throw them in the garbage because beer is disgusting. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so they... The boxes, they're very they're very nice in their design. They've kind of been doing 
the same sort of box for a few years now and they've just like mm-hmm. put different designs on it but essentially it's it's a small box that uh opens and it has a 20-sided die that is themed with the set it'll have the set symbol on the where the 20 would be and send that to me so i can eat it (laughs) they're very pretty yeah yeah i'm very hungry (laughs) but it comes with a 20-sided die and six packs and it comes with a like sort of beginner's like guide to playing magic like a little Mm -hmm. like a little fold out small pamphlet that is uh two-sided and it just says like there are 40 cards in a draft deck you should run about 16 or 17 lands and they should your spells can consist of this these kinds of card types and you should generally have like this kind of curve of costs etc etc yeah and so we we dig into our packs and we get some crazy stuff. Every pack has like a huge a huge card in it. And so we get cards like uh oh oh before we even open the packs, uh all the players who come to the pre-release get two promo cards. Ooh. One of them uh I believe one of them is either mythic or rare and then the other one is uncommon. Hmm. I think that's how it works. Or maybe I think it's like uncommon or rare or it's like a foil uncommon or something. I don't know how it yeah. works. But I got a foil Kaya who's an uncommon planeswalker. I got a foil. From what I've seen she's very cool. I like I her like a her. lot. I think uh at her rarity of uncommon she's uh pretty decent because mm-hmm. it's six mana exile two creatures and then there are niche situations where her passive works yeah which removes hexproof from, from things um but i got I mean, yeah i can see it yeah but i got kaya on one side and what was really awesome was that i got roalesque as like is that the flying dude yeah roalesque apex hybrid he's the five oh, yeah. mana four five human mutant who should be a merfolk really should but yeah. again simic fucks everything up yeah they they wizards never knows what to do with simic and it's annoying they don't they they never really like settle on something that's like if they settle on something, it's really boring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I guess we'll give Simic, like, putting counters on stuff again. Yeah. Here's Adapt. Here's three counters. Yeah. I guess. It's, like, very uninteresting. And it's not even, like, right. they. it's not even, ca- like, cards interact with Adapt very much. It's just, like, they slap it on Mm-mm. stuff. You know? it's there. Like, there there's, the, there's this one fucking druid card, like... A simic druid that has like a dap three on it for no fucking reason and it just becomes a staple of like any green blue deck because it's just stupid strong for no reason for an absurdly <laughs> low cost um are you talking about the guardian probably it's like it's like a two mana two two with like adapt 
three, I think. And when you I think so, when you put a counter yeah. on it, you can search your library for a copy of it. Yeah, and put it in your like hand. That. Yeah, it's just like stupid strong for no reason. <laughs> it's like growth chamber guardian. I think that's it. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, and it's not like adapt really is like doing anything unique. It's just like this thing is strong. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, this thing got buffed for no reason. Yeah. They did print a Good couple mechanic. of they did print a couple <laughs> of gems like um Incubation Druid where while yeah. it has a 1/1 one, one counter on it, it taps for 3 mana. Mhm, which is cool. But it's like you don't have to do adapt to do that. Yeah. In fact, relying on adapt to do that is kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, there's easier way to stick it one one counters on things. Yes, much easier. Like you could, you could just get like fucking um, what's that merfolk that uh, whenever you play a creature, it gives a one one counter. Uh, it's a two mana one one. Uh, Deep root elite. Is that it? it? Yeah, but I, I think, think it only puts counters on merfolk. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But you could do something as simple as. Like, with, with War of the Spark, they printed a bunch of green cards that just put counters on stuff. Yeah. Like, Jiang uh, is a three-mana Planeswalker that just has a minus one that says, put a counter on a creature you control. Yeah. Uh, and then you just proliferate that. Yeah. And you're like, ta-da! Exactly. So, we we end up drafting... Uh, I do Simic. So, I do Simic, which is blue-green... And then Gwen does Rakdos, which is black-red. And yeah. the reason I go blue-green is because... And you can... you can. What's cool is you can share your card pools with each other. Mm-hmm. So I took all of Gwen's like green and blue cards, and then she took all of my black and red cards. Ooh. Which makes for much like more uh, cohesive decks instead of like... A, instead of traditional sealed where it's just you who get six packs and then you kind of like scavenge whatever you can yeah you're like all right i have three fourths of a deck i suppose and then i just have like 16 white cards that i can't do anything with yeah might as well chuck them into the fucking ceiling fan yeah (laughs) at least this way you know a lot more of your cards get used and you can build something that actually like holds together. Mm-hmm. Whereas in like regular sealed, it's like, I guess I'm in three colors and yeah. I can, I just have to hope that I draw like the one good mythic rare I got. Yeah. Um, in this case, I get, can you imagine being that fucking dude that I uh, gets a five color deck out of his, um, oh out of his sealed draft. I've I'll be some shit. Back in back in cons, you could do that. Yeah. Cuz they printed not so much anymore. <laughs> Cuz they printed three color lands. Yeah. Which is as far as I'm aware the only time I've done that. Yeah. So but people were like regularly doing four color and draft. Mm-hmm. That's nutty. It is and I don't think it should be possible. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only way you're going to get that fucking uh that sphinx that's all colors <laughs> uh yeah the seven mana five five yeah that fucking thing <laughs> um thing's so weird yeah or the only way you're gonna play niv mizzet yeah the new niv mizzet card is very weird mm. niv mizzet's always been kind of weird but 
I like yeah, the makes sense. I like the theming of it with like it's kind of like reinforcing like guilds guilds coming together because it has to like pair different colors with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I like his theming a lot. I'm just I just try to figure out like when is that ever like good? Who fucking knows? You know, because you could I guess you could put in like five color dragons in like commander. Yeah, you know that would, that would be kind of cool. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, because five color dragons is has been a thing for a long time. Yeah, especially since they printed um, the Ur dragon recently. He was just a five color dragon, and when it attacks, you you, I think you like look at um, the top like some number of permanents, and then you can like put one on the battlefield for free. Mm-hmm. So that could work, but anyhow. Uh, we end up drafting blue green and red black because Gwen, uh, her promo card was the new Nissa, and the new Nissa is really really cool. Yeah, she's a at base. She's a five mana planeswalker. All of your forests tap for an additional green. That's fucking amazing. So like out the gate, just that passive effect is awesome. Because, Three dinosaurs. Yeah, because as far as I'm aware, uh, the like comparing comparing her to other cards that double like mana output, most mm. of them are the same cost, or they're like four, and they're not a planeswalker. Yeah. So she's already like really good with just that passive effect. Nissa, who shakes the world? Yeah. I got to play her a few times, and every time I played her, it felt awesome. Yeah. So she makes... She turns your lands into creatures uh, by putting counters on them. And for the first Mm -hmm. time, uh, because this is kind of like what she's been doing for a long time, is turning lands into creatures. For the first time, those creatures uh, stay creatures forever. Yeah. Which... Usually, it's like they're a creature until the end of your turn or until the end of your next turn. What's that big fuck-off creature that's also a land that was added in Spark? Um, That was added in Spark? Oh, Vitugazi. Yeah, Vitugazi's awesome. Yeah, and then the lore, it's an Nissa. enchantment that turns the uh, land into a creature. Yeah. In the lore, uh, Nissa actually turns the entire city of Vitugazi into a giant, like, elemental hulk. Yeah, it's dope. It is cool as hell. And I also had that card in my deck. Yeah, I got that on Arena, as well as uh, Nissa, so I could probably create a deck around that. <laughs> that would be, that would be cool Mono as hell. Mono green? Yeah. Because ulting... I might do that later, actually. <laughs> yeah, mono green is looking really, really tight. Yeah. Because you, you run Galta, you run Nissa, you run Vitugazi, you run um the 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 three mana five two mana three mana the three mana five four elf with conditional unblockable from yeah. from Dominaria, you run that, you run J Light Ranger, you know. Yeah, that'd be real good. It's it's kind of all set up. You could do you could even be spicy and run uh Sylvan Awakening. What's that do? Uh, it's three mana. Your lands become two two creatures with 
haste, indestructible, and reach, I think, until Ooh. until uh, the end of your turn. That is pretty spicy. Yeah, it's awesome. I have that in my Tatiova Commander. Ooh. And I've I've won games with it. Because I would like, <laughs> I would, um, uh, what is that card called? It's, it's seven mana get all of the basics in your deck and put them onto the field tapped oh god i don't know <laughs> i forget what it's called but i, I don't w- know cards like you yeah i would do that and then um i would have like 35 lands out and then i would like sylvan awakening and then i would have these like anthem effects that buff my lands oh yeah that's buck wild. and just like throw them at people and kill them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I definitely want to build a land deck one day, and I'm really happy we got Nissa because she is like a perfect part of that. Mm-hmm. Like a land creature deck, It'd be awesome. Yeah, because her alt, her alt is perfect for it. Because her alt, uh, search your library for any number of forests and put them out, and you get an mm-hmm. emblem that makes all of your lands indestructible. Yeah, so it's like primo. Uh, but we end up honestly the time to do that might be now like yeah it's it's pretty much all there no i mean in commander oh yeah yeah. uh the issue with commander is there are like a couple cards that i would need for it that are like 14 dollars, and i have to decide on what colors i would be in yeah because you can go into like green blue red green red white did a bunch of different ways to do it Mm mm-hmm um, but anyhow, Gwen and I totally smashed it because I did green blue pl- proliferate. I had I f- pulled a freaking the new Ugin, uh, who is awesome. Uh, I also had Nissa in my deck. I had Kiora. I had Kiora's Dambreaker. I had Evolution Druid, which has Landfall p- proliferate, which is like crazy. I I got my Evolution Druid up to like an eight seven at one point holy shit <laughs> yeah. just from it proliferating itself it was so cool um and then gwen was doing like black red uh removal uh she had sahili chandra uh mm-hmm. and davrin or davriel like all the fucking red uh planeswalkers yeah it was a yeah it was a perfect lineup and what was insane is that she she would get all of her planeswalkers out and then i would just like proliferate and get just like tick up their loyalty counters and we ended she ended up uh ulting nissa i think like the second turn after she played her oh god yeah (laughs) when jesus when usually i think that would take because i think she starts with like four loyalty i think it's like four mana four loyalty or something um Mm -hmm. and then you have to take it up to at least seven um yeah because it's a minus seven, but you probably want to get it to eight so she doesn't die. But we ended up ulting her from eight down to one, which uh, she drew <laughs> the ult. What it says is you you basically you draw seven cards and then you can play them until the end of the turn. And her passive <sighs> her passive effect is whenever she takes damage, you deal that much damage to another player or planeswalker. Oh my god. So it's basically like minus seven, deal seven damage to another player, and you draw seven cards. That's ridiculous. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
and Sahili was great, made a bunch of servos, made the, what, what was really cool one game, because um, what Sahili can do is turn a turn an artifact into a copy of a creature. Oh, is Sahili the uh, red blue? Yeah. Planeswalker. Yeah. Yeah, I love her a lot. I like her design. Yeah, she's very cool. It's the only, to my knowledge, the only Indian like planeswalker and character yeah in like the whole in the whole game she's like the only one that i can think of that's like indian inspired Mm -hmm. even even in the like of the people in her set in kaladesh i don't i don't know that there are any other indian people i don't know yeah i don't think so but anyway uh she had this card out called mayhem devil which is a three mana three three whenever a player sacrifices a permanent mayhem mayhem devil deals one damage to any target jesus yeah so what was awesome is uh she had mayhem devil out she used a servo to copy it so that she had two mayhem devils and then she played bantu uh which when she enters yeah he's got such a good design she sacrifices any number of permanents and draws that many cards so so she has two mayhem devils out now she plays Bantu, sacrifices all of her lands, <laughs> and then deals enough damage to their face to kill them. I think it was like, like, I think it was like 10 damage or something. That's some buckwild shit. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was awesome. Um, but the proliferate was off the charts. I remember getting Ugin and Nessa down at the same time, and then I got mm. Roalesque down. And they played, uh, our opponent played Massacre Girl, which wiped our board, but killed Roalesque. And when he dies, you proliferate twice. Massacre Girl has such a good design, but such a boring name. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is that it's like a, it's like a, like, not, not supervillain, but it's like a, it's like a comic book sort of title. Yeah. She's Massacre Girl, you know what I mean? kind of like an evil archetype yeah yeah i get it kind of like an anti-hero sort of character Mm-hmm. so i think that's what they were going for i guess you know and i kind of i don't like... know something about it just doesn't really hit for me but i do like the card and i do like the uh card art yeah i think the art looks fucking rad yeah it's it's kind of hard for me to tell is she wearing a mask no that's face paint or, okay it's just paint yeah yeah i love it though yeah. Uh, but they wiped the board, and then Rolesk proliferates twice, and so Ugin, after I had minus three to him, goes back up to three, and then Nissa goes to like ten, I think, because <laughs> I had already proliferated her a bunch, and then I ult her the next turn. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. My gosh, that's so much fun. And I got we got a lot of money cards too. Like I got Blast Zone uh mm-hmm. which is a which is a select oh yeah you fucking showed me that card the other day yeah. and that thing is nasty yeah it's a selective board wipe on a land that's so yeah. nasty <laughs> yeah there are there are other versions have been printed on it on artifacts mm-hmm. but just the fact that like you can just play it as a land and then just activate its ability immediately yeah because uh, it enters play with that against control yeah you control because <laughs> it enters with one counter and mm-hmm. uh you can you can pay three and sacrifice it uh 
to destroy all creatures with that converted mana cost. Or, sorry, not creatures. All per- all non-land permanents with that CMC. Yes. Which is, wow. <laughs> That's fucking nutty. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you can play that, and if, if your opponent is just... Because the thing is, it can't be, like, countered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And As opposed to, you know, you casting murder and, like, killing their really valuable uh, one drop, you can... Because in Legacy, there are some crazy one drops. Yeah. Uh, you can just play a land, which can't be interacted with, and then you activate its ability. Mm-hmm. And giving, giving, perm- giving your permanence hexproof doesn't stop the land, because the land says... Each permanent, each non-land permanent, destroy each non-land permanent with CMC. Yeah. So it doesn't target it, so it goes around hexproof. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So it's crazy. I'm. I guarantee it's gonna skyrocket in price, and I'm gonna offload that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna offload that for like twenty bucks, and be set. Be nice. <laughs> I'm almost poised to just like make another commander deck for free. <laughs> I mean, shit. If you can, just fucking offload that shit and be like, all right, I'll make the deck I want to. Yeah. Fucking land barrage. Let's go. Yeah, honestly. Because I have $27 in credit right now because I just like traded in a bunch of standard cards Yeah. Uh, that are about to rotate. And if I, if I can get rid of this uh, blast zone, because I'm not going to use it, you know? I mean, it's good, but like fuck if you're ever gonna like actually build a deck around it and like use it to its full effect because it's yeah it's 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 powerful but it's also just kind of boring exactly you know (laughs) i'm not playing the the worst thing to do in card games is be boring yeah because the thing is if you're if you're running blast zone and you're like playing competitive legacy or competitive modern or whatever you're gonna run like four of them yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? Running just one it's, of them isn't be invaluable. God, imagine proliferating that. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but really good. Crazy. Yeah, get a bunch of prol- uh, proliferate on that and suddenly, like... You can zap. Oops, you, you, can... you can't play anything anymore. <laughs> Sorry, fucker. Oh my gosh. What's... You have to forfeit now. <laughs> If you have, if you get all four copies of Blast Zone, then like you're good. Yeah. You know what? I bet I, I guarantee you, people are gonna be running four copies of Blast Zone in um Legacy or like in like modern um Eldrazi. Oh yeah. Because it's colorless. Yeah. And that'd be like the easiest way to pay for its cost because it's a it's a color it only generates colorless mana, so mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to run in like three or like three color four color yeah but if you just like slam that down in tron which is you know a relatively slow deck it it's like primo board control (laughs) it becomes great control for you to play your slow ass deck because they can't fucking put anything on the board yeah because because you like play one blast zone leave it at one counter play another blast zone crank it to two (laughs) and then like each of your blast zones can be 
like a different mana cost to like yeah. lock them down. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, so I can only play things that are eight mana. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess I'll go fucking fuck myself. Yeah, really. Ah, uh, that's awful. Yeah, that, that's fucking grody. The only counterplay is like land destruction, honestly. Yeah, which is pretty pretty gross. It's it's degenerate. Yeah. yeah. You know what I am uh making a deck for currently though? What? Fucking uh Mardu Aristocrats. I like that art. I think it looks really fucking yep. cool because Pitiless Pontiff, I saw that yep. card and I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Pitiless Pontiff, uh uh are you running Tesa? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I have like one or two Tesas. You gotta run Tesa, you gotta run um Cruel Celebrant. Yeah, Cruel Celebrant is fucking great. You got it. You did you make a Bantu? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could make that deck without a Bantu, just because I love Bantu. Yes. Ah, it's got such a good design. Yeah, my giant zombie crocodile god wife. Yeah, she's cool. Freaking creature type wife. I love the god elementals. They're fucking rad. God Eternals, you mean? Yeah, that's what I said. You said, all right, you're right. <laughs> I'm. Did I not say God Eternal? You said God the Elementals. Oh, beans. But that's all right. I'm actually really curious as to what they're going to do with the God Eternals now that the war is over. Because I'm not sure if any of them. God Eternals take a nap. <laughs> I'm not sure if any of them died. I don't. I know that Kefnet died. No, they're eternal. <laughs> you're right. Well, it's hard for Kefnet to continue being alive or undead, I guess, because uh, Razarek actually, like, melted him with, like, plasma. <laughs> he, like, generated... That's a bit hard to come back from. Yeah, he, like, generated lightning that was, like, as hot as the hottest star and just melted him. Holy shit. <laughs> it was really cool, That's actually. Red. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know that Liliana took control of Bantu and Oketra and made and made them attack bon, um nico bolas but good fuck him yeah really <laughs> but i'm not sure fuck if you nico bolas i'm not sure if they like were defeated or something I hit your gangly gooseneck i'm so you glad ugin and him are trapped in a prison realm for millennia to come and then they become boyfriends and then they become boyfriends that is the good ending isn't it they come out of the portal and they're like we're not evil anymore <laughs> yeah so we're, we're married <laughs> yeah there's going to be a new card called uh, Bolas and uh, Ugin's Wedding. Oh my god. It could be like, it could be like, um, uh, what's, what are their names? It's like, there are these two gay guys that are like both one, they're like one creature card. And they're, it's like four colors. And it's these two, like, I think they're soldiers or something. Um, I think it's like Kir- Kirinos and someone. Hmm. Yeah, and the card is just them like arm like arm over each other's shoulders and they're like looking over uh Miletus, which is the city they they live in. It's very like mm-hmm. Roman inspired and they're the the flavor text is uh look at what we've built together. Oh. Yeah, it's very wholesome. That's so sweet. I like it a lot. So that would be cute if it was like Ugin and Bolas. <laughs> Ugin and Bolas just give up their life of crime, be gay together. <laughs> I would be perfectly okay with that. Yeah. That'd be... A, that's that's the sitcom. 
it would get in bolas. No, 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 no. So, so there was a guy at our table uh, who, after I played Ugin, he was like, "Ah, Eugene." <laughs> I would love an animated version of a uh, like <laughs> of a magic thing where they pronounce it. <laughs> Ugin as Eugene, and he's voiced by like Eugene Levy. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Eugene and Nick. Nick and Eugene. Eugene. Nick and Eugene is such like a homosexual pairing name. It like is. <laughs> that's like two. That's like two dads that you would see with like polos and like sweaters tied around their oh, waist. I love like, it. Suburban like gay father. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So uh coming Fucking to ABC Nick Family this Eugene. fall. Nick and Eugene. That has to be the title of this episode, right? Nick and Eugene? It has to. It'll I, I think I I think I'd be fine with that. It's too good not to. Some something including that, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but that's all the time we have for today. So, yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Gonna run some plugs real quick. Uh, if you don't already know where to find us, we are E for Estrogen on Twitter, Tumblr, and our Gmail. We are R E F E Podcast on SoundCloud mm-hmm. and Patreon. Uh, you can find us on pretty much all of your podcasting apps, such as Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. Yeah. Uh, our RSS feeds are on half of our outlets. Um, We're fucking everywhere. Yeah, we can't. We can't get rid of. We them. can't get rid of all these freaking RSS. We got feeds. RSS feeds coming out the wazoo. I got RSS feeds coming out my ears. Look at this. This is painful as hell. Take it. I don't want it. Take all these RSS feeds. Please. You won't believe how many RSS feeds we have in store for you. We can't get rid of them fast enough. (laughs) Bye now. We're liquidating RSS feeds. Anyway, this joke is dead. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate your... We appreciate your listening. We appreciate Amanda Palmer for letting us use her song called In My Mind as our intro and outro theme. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonderful song. So I think that's all we have to say. Uh, Thank you to a recent uh, donor who contributed a a very generous amount. Uh, Yeah. Not going to name them, but they know who they are. Uh, Thank you very much. It was it was very generous. Thank you a lot. It it means a lot you know and it's not about like the number it's more just about like someone expressing explicit like support you know mm-hmm. that means a lot uh anyway we will see you next time i will be lily i'm gonna practice more mime tricks mm-hmm.